Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Pamela Brinker, who has over 30 years in private practice as a licensed clinical psychotherapist. She is a passionate speaker who is an advocate for personal growth and mental health awareness, and she is the author of the recently released book, Conscious Bravery. We have so much to talk about here. So let's just jump right into this and welcome Pamela. Thank you so much, Summer. I'm I'm glad to be here. Very grateful. Thank you. Before we get to exploring your professional background, can you tell us a bit about yourself, your personal journey, such as where you grew up and some of the things along your path that influenced you? I grew up just outside of Denver, Colorado, and my parents were loving and encouraged me to have both the capacity to be athletic and musical. So I was encouraged to be an athlete from the age of four. And I was a competitive athlete from the age of five on and a musician and practicing as a swimmer and a tennis player and practicing piano gave me some of the, the tools that are needed for diligence and perseverance, you know, because you just don't, you don't have a great day every day, but you show up anyway. (laughs) And, and so that was, that was a helpful foundation for me. Um, I had a beautiful group of people in high school. We were, we had a really amazing tribe. I went to Lakewood high school and they're still, we're still close friends now, years and years later. They're some of the dearest people to me. And I went into social work at a young age. I went to DU because I, I sort of wanted to prevent some of the things that I had, had, had known had occurred in my family. I had a couple of cousins who were brilliant and yet took their own lives. Mm. And so major depression ran in my family, anxiety ran in my family. And I think I kind of unconsciously thought that if I became a therapist, worked on myself, I could prevent some of that stuff from occurring in my own family when I had my own children. But, um, you know, that's just not possible. What happens happens. And so I had a great marriage with my, my son's dad. We were married 21 years and we had, you know, for the first 10, 12 years of um, my son's life, we had everything we really wanted, you know, mm-hmm. my son's were these really beautiful beings. Um, my youngest son is just gifted athletically. And my oldest son was smarter than I am by the time he was eight. <laughs> and I really didn't oh how to raise either of them. Um, so I just did my best, but then, um, you know, my, my marriage was bumpy. And after, after 21 years, my husband and I decided to part ways Mm -hmm. and that was a real challenge for my sons, but we worked through it. I tried to be, you know, walk alongside them and be a present mother, do, do my best. And I remarried and six and a half years after my remarriage, my, my beautiful new husband died from brain cancer. Mm. And my sons just did not know how to deal with it. And in their grief and pain, even though I was, I thought I was really present with them, they turned to, to drugs and alcohol to, to, 
as the answer to some of their pain, unbeknownst to me. And just months later after discovering it, I asked them, you know, do you guys need treatment or do you need ADHD medication? What do we need to do? And anyway, long story short, within a year, they both decided to go to wilderness therapy. And it was a really amazing experience for our whole family because it wasn't like we sent them away. We sent them to something that would help and support our whole family because I just didn't have the resources then to know what is conscious bravery. How do I handle this? You know, I remember Mm -hmm. one time saying out loud to myself after my husband died, I can't do this. And I kind of lived in that space for two or three days. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I lost my husband and my two sons are struggling greatly. But then I remembered something that Cheryl Strayed had said in her book, Tiny Beautiful Things, that we parents don't have the luxury of despair. Mm. And somehow grace and that quote brought me up out of the abyss. And I, I just started walking with deeper compassion for my own experience and for my sons. And, um, you know, they were in wilderness therapy at different times, but it was really a turning point for all of us. And it was a time and a place for them to become young men and to learn skills in the wilderness, you know, that they didn't have, you know, they, they weren't allowed to have screens. We wrote letters back and forth to one another. I went out for a family weekend. We're in the middle of the wilderness doing these amazing rituals and things and talking about stuff for three days straight, doing amazing therapy. So anyway, um, that's how I came to begin. (laughs) I, I began to want to write about what bravery really is, because back when all that was going on, there was not a body of knowledge about what is conscious bravery? How do you get through really devastating times? It was hard enough that my husband had died. And then with both of my sons using drugs, and eventually they both became addicted to meth, methamphetamines. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just, it was such a challenging time. And I made so many mistakes and I um, learned as I went turned to other people, got support, uh, connected with God and the universe in a greater way. And so that triad of support, of turning inward to myself, my own essence, and turning to other people and relying on support and um, tapping into God and the universe in a greater way, that really helped me to get through everything. And so I began writing about that. (laughs) Well, that is incredible. And you've touched on so many things there, Pamela, in relation to, you know, being present with your sons and walking by their side, but also knowing as a therapist and as just a human being, we can't make those decisions for other people and people ultimately will choose their path. And you were supportive and you were a loving mom and you walked by their side and yet you still felt like there was more, there was more that you can do. And then you lost a husband and you were grieving. Let me ask you, because you do cite that quote, yet we do have to have grace for ourselves when we're going through things like loss and difficulty and multiple challenges that are going to impact our lives. So during that time, although Can you recite that quote again? Sure. 
The way I remember it is that we parents don't have the luxury of despair. Of despair. Okay. Well, that is said, how did you provide yourself with grace during that time? How did you say it's okay to grieve and yet know that other people were still going to have their difficulties, but also care for yourself at the same time? Yes. I developed the capacity to hold opposites, Mm -hmm. to hold my deep pain with compassion, to empty of the past. I do do an emptiness practice and I teach that well. I empty of the past and I was able to say, okay, here I am present this moment with tender grief and pain while at the same time hold the opposite, which is this isn't forever. This Mm -hmm. moment, this situation, this circumstance is not my life. And to kind of hold the dark and the light all together, because it's all one. And I let go of a former belief that that goodness is only the light. I now <laughs> see that goodness and what truly is encompasses the dark as well. So I developed the capacity to hold it all. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my sons did not want to become addicted. They have mental health challenges for which, you know, they've developed the, they've developed knowledge and understanding about those over time. And so have I, and they were not, to blame yet they are fully responsible to change themselves. And similarly, I saw myself as fully responsible to change myself. And you know, what? it was, it was interesting during that time, kind of an answer to your question, a friend gave me a little cutout from a magazine that said the new normal. And I put it up in my kitchen. And of course that's become a catchphrase during recent years with the pandemic. But back then, that helped me remember to hold it all. This is a new normal. I'm not living in the past. I'm not hoping for the future. I'm just going to walk moment by moment with a now there's this approach. And to me that now there's this approach, which was lovingly taught to me by a wonderful yoga instructor here in my, my town, Colorado Springs. But with now there's this, I was able to say, okay, hmm, wow, now there's this. And instead of fighting it or wrestling down the changes that occurred, or instead of fearing the unknown, I was able to say, and I still have to say, now there's this, when everything new, when anything new comes into my world. Mm, I like that. And, and you're so right. There are multiple reasons why our paths go the way they do. And as a clinician for several years and working in mental health, where I assessed folks for various reasons and who were impacted by lots of different things who were contemplating suicide and and homicide and were inflicted by grave disability. We know that as holistic practitioners, there are a lot of things that influence why we do the things we do. So it's not because they wanted to, there's a lot of different influences as human beings that impact us. So I love that you created a process for yourself and your sons were also able to get the help that they needed and create a process for themselves to really see their journey differently. So thank you for sharing all of that. That is so important. So I let's get on to talking about your book, Conscious Bravery. Please give us a brief description of the book and how you define consciousness and bravery. Hmm. Consciousness 
is when I am able to be vibrantly awake and dialed in on every level of my experience as a human. And conscious bravery then is having the awareness to do whatever's needed in any given moment, the awareness to do whatever's needed in any given moment, and then doing that. Conscious bravery to me began as an awareness that led to action. And that's what the book is about. It's about having new understanding of certain concepts that are just truths, but then embodying them and cultivating them. You know, we're all born with this noble, innate capacity to be brave, just like we're born with the the capacity to love really well (laughs) or be deeply compassionate. But it takes growing that, you know, we need to practice daily and commit to it. And so conscious bravery to me involves cultivating it and growing it over time. Well, I love that because I think you're, you're absolutely on point here. It's about having that awareness and then taking action and then practicing something that might become a different type of habit. And so do you talk about habits and how often you have to practice something to make it part of your routine or part of your, your conscious walk, so to speak? Absolutely. The first few chapters in the book are the foundational pillars of conscious bravery. And I teach that we need to befriend all of our feelings, become comfortable with discomfort and overwhelm and not fight change, you know, embrace the unknown to, to understand that we are our essence. To me, I had to really grasp that, that I wasn't my role as my, as a mom or my job as a psychotherapist, not even my mission as someone who wanted to make the world a better place, but I was, I'm really my essence and you are your essence. Yes. Everyone listening, we, we can have the, the capacity to know that we are this self within that is unchanging through any circumstance. So those are some pillars uh, that are in the book. And there's a chapter called be a tall tree, um, which is all about that. We have to have self-care practices. (laughs) We Mm -hmm. just can't rely on knowledge alone. We have to have structure. I've had to have structure my whole life. And that has not just saved me, but it's helped me grow and change and become vibrant. And so, yes, I have I am a thorough, a constant believer and advocate for for self care and structure because that's how we really embed conscious bravery, and it can spring forward when we need it. You know, we practice just like when we're learning to play the piano. We practice in the relaxed moments, or we're learning a sport, or we're learning how to paint, or whatever. You know, we practice when it's easier so that we can kick in and do what we need to when we're um, in, a, in a recital or when we're at an event or a competition, right? And oh, so right. to me, conscious bravery becomes instinctual when we train well, and then our bravery emerges naturally when we need, especially under fire. And we're all going to need it under fire, as I did. You know, we kid ourselves to think that we're going to have these easy lives that, Finally, when we get everything the way we want it to be, it's just going to stay that way. <laughs> you know, yeah. that happen just when we get things the way we want them. Oftentimes something new arrives. And so that's, an, that's another foundational principle that I believe in and practice and teach to just be able to say, okay, hmm, now there's this. And um, another, another self-care practice 
is to cultivate the awareness of who we are. Mm-hmm. And just like when we learn to ride a bike, we don't just do it because of the physical capacity to move the pedals and hold the handlebars. You know, we have an awareness from six zones of our, our experience. Whenever we learn to ride a bike or swim or whenever we're having authentic conversation with someone or great sex, what I call whole being awareness is involved. Mm-hmm. And this is what I also believe is the new mindfulness. Mm-hmm. I was gonna, I was gonna get to this question, but you're jumping. Sorry, <laughs> I know. I love it. I love that you're doing this because I love that you talk about beyond mindfulness into whole being awareness. So yes, let's talk about this. Thank you. Yes, I'm sorry. My that's kind of how my mind. No, jumped. that's great. But yes, that's another structural self care practice. Uh, you know, most of us want to live what we call mindfully. But to me, mindfulness as a word immediately conjures the mind (laughs) and our minds are already too full. And so that word was really wonderful and sufficient for a number of years. But I believe it's time to utilize a new phrase and call it whole being awareness. Mm. So when when we're really tapped into what's happening in ourselves and the world around us, we are whole being aware and we're aware from our minds. We know what's going on emotionally in our hearts. We're tapped into our physical bodies and we are tuned into our essence or our core self. We're listening to our intuition and then we're aware of the space or the energy around us. And those are just six realms that sometimes people will say, well, how do I do that that quickly? How do I tap into all six realms really fast? And if you think of any time, like just right now, we're having this authentic conversation, all of those six realms are engaged. Mm-hmm. Or if you're walking out in nature and you're smelling the, the beautiful aromas of lilac trees and you're smelling the petrichor from the rain, you're using whole being awareness to tap in. And that's how I want to live. I want to live my life that way. And I want to engage with people that I talk with that way. I want to listen with sacred listening. And um, I want to come up with concise answers as much as I can to the immediate needs of the day. And I do it with whole being awareness. Yeah. And, and this is why I love the title of your book, Conscious Bravery, because I think when you have a consciousness about the moment your essence, your presence, all of that, that consciousness helps with that beyond mindfulness into whole being awareness. Mm. So to me, I think that's a process. That's a way of perceiving things that helps with that instinctual process that we're talking about earlier, where you're forming new habits. So I I just love what you're talking about here and how this book kind of lines up how to look at process and a new way of doing that. So thank you for that. And thank you for writing this book. Mm. I think it's just so wonderful. We Mm. all need new tools, right? Yes, absolutely. Tools that we can pull from to help with that process, to help us become more conscious of how to live in the present and in wholeness. So as a coach myself and having worked in the human services field for several years, 
I love helping folks explore their personal process and steps to living a more authentic and fulfilled life. Can you suggest a couple of steps that one would take to apply conscious bravery to their own life and how to live in the moment, the present moment? Absolutely. Breathing consciously is foundational and anyone can take three deep breaths. You know, we hear that just take some deep breaths or, you know, take a deep breath, Mm -hmm. but that's not the magic. The magic is bringing that consciousness to the breath, that awareness, that vibrancy. And so when, when we breathe consciously, like you can, you and I can do it right now and listeners can do this with us. We breathe in to our whole being, breathe into our hearts and minds and bodies And then we have a huge exhale where we're present with our intuition and the energy surrounding us. And we breathe in again, maybe to our essence or to whatever, you know, it's hard to breathe in without thinking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We just want to breathe in with the awareness of all of those zones and then exhale and release with awareness. So that is a practice, conscious breathing that, is an immediate stepping stone into conscious bravery. And so say you're faced with something that you didn't expect, and it doesn't have to be something related to, to my world, to addiction or mental health. It could be, you know, you walk in the kitchen and the stove is still on and you're freaking out. So maybe you just take a deep conscious breath and, and deal with the situation and thereby find the capacity to, to bring calm to the situation And those are tools we need every day to be able to calm that sympathetic nervous system that kicks Mm -hmm. in when we feel anxious about something or panic or shock, you know, where where our sympathetic nervous system says, oh, fight or flee or curl up in a ball and feign death, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) then if we can hold the other capacity to bring calm to the situation to say, okay, I'm breathing consciously. I'm in my body. I'm feeling my feet on the ground. I'm right here. I'm aware of the energetic space around me, then we can hold it all. Well, I appreciate that tip. And I went through that breathing technique that you had suggested as you were doing it, I was doing it and I was so relaxed and I was thinking we can call it so many things. We can call it essence. We can call it soul. We can call it spirit. We can call it energy and whatever you call it, it is bringing that consciousness forward. And it's relaxing enough that you're allowing your spirit to just kind of be present. Right. I mean, I almost was like, okay, I'm so relaxed now. So (laughs) how can I jump out of this and continue this interview? So (laughs) You You said the magic word, which is presence, right? A lot of us talk about that. Let's be present. Let's be right here, right now. But but how? And so that's one tool right. to breathe consciously and, and engage. Be right here, right now. And that's hugely important as we cultivate and develop conscious bravery, because we're all going to have to be brave in this life. And maybe even today, maybe tomorrow, maybe this whole week or this whole month. And so when we're able to be present and hold it all, then we can have less fear about the future. We can roll with change and flow more easily. 
Absolutely. Can you tell folks where they can seek more tips? Do you have a place where they can go and they can learn more about you? Yes, my website is the best place, bebrave.us. And I have techniques and tools available there that are free and available for, for anyone. Awesome. So as we come to the close of this interview, my last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? I'd say start with knowing that your life is going to have a combination of joy that you want to protect. You know, we want to protect our happiness, but there will be devastations and and there will be shocking things that happen, hard things. And so I would nudge everyone to know that you want to develop conscious bravery. You may not need it this moment, but you most certainly will down the road. And you'll need it not just for yourself, but you'll need it to become an oasis for someone you love who's, as it were, walking in the wilderness of something devastating. And so when we want to be there for others, we have to become consciously brave ourselves and really do our own self-care and know who we are and use these tools and techniques for, for conscious bravery. Mm. Well, thank you, Pamela, for joining me on the core women podcast today. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You can follow Pamela Brinker on LinkedIn on Instagram at Be Brave with Pamela Brinker, on Facebook at Pamela Brinker Author, and at Be Brave by Pamela Brinker on YouTube, and also BeBrave.us. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women, and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love & Money Collective, a Core Women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.